Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, everybody. We are back. How is it going? It's going good. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. Uh, a little bit tired today, you know. Done my eighth show in a row, uh, and that's it for us. Uh, we are, you know, we're, we're heading back to Toronto tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if I make it through the webcast tonight, even though I'm in the same time zone as the show. We'll see you, what happens. You, you will make it through the webcast tonight. I, it's Saturday night, you Neil. You, you're staying up. You must. Um, I just well, did. We'll, I just we'll did we'll the set list for seven shows that I was at. <laughs> we will. Um, yeah. We will. How are you today? Uh, doing good, man. You know, yet you another weekend. Show last night, I did not. I went to sleep like as Medavon started. I just, I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. So I went to sleep. What? Uh, yeah, and then you it were supposed to take over in the morning yet. The set list thread, and then you didn't do the end end show. You're right. I never did the end show tweet. That's it's my bad. For shame, for shame. I but don't. no, I didn't I make it through Medavon. I listened first thing this morning. Awesome. Can't wait to talk about. Do you regret that. going to sleep? Uh, nope. No, I feel good about how I went to sleep, to be honest. Okay. Stand by your, uh, you know, stand by what you did. That's good. Well, we've got some great guests, of course, including my mother, uh, who is uh, waiting to come on today. But before we get started, of course, a quick word from our sponsor, who is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which has been very helpful uh, on this tour. My voice is finally getting to me a little bit, um, you know, after eight shows. But use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. So... Without further ado, let's bring on our guests for today. We've got Brendan and we've got my mother, Lisa. Hello. Hi. Hello. 
nice to have you both back on the pod. You know, this, is, this isn't your first time here. Uh, Brendan, you were just on a couple of weeks ago, of course, talking about one of the Chicago shows. Uh, Mother, you were here uh, in October talking about ACL. <laughs> yes. Yes. First solo was, appearance. I, first it solo was my first solo appearance. Exactly. Yes. Mother. Very exciting. Mother. Uh, we're here to get the, the eight shows from your perspective a little bit, um, you know, kind of get inside that your head, how you're feeling after seeing Goose eight times in a row um, in a bunch of different places. So looking forward to diving into last night's show. How are, let's start with you, Brendan. Uh, what, what, were you, what was your day like yesterday getting to the show? Where'd you end up? We did a lot yesterday. We went um, for like a long hike. We went to this Japanese garden and Golden Gate State Park. We also went to like this Lincoln Park and walked the coastline and got an incredible meal at House of Nanking, which if you ever eat here, I think that's the place to go for some Chinese food. Went to a great dive bar to get some Russian River. We were like really trying to take the whole day in. Um, and uh, we walked into the venue at like 7.15 and Rob, uh, a friend of ours that we've met, through the pod, uh, like held down a spot for us and was so generous and put Becca right behind Getty. And we Amazing. were, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Vibes were Amazing. high. Yeah, of course. Vibes were high last night. Uh, you know, we had very special guest Phil Lesh in the building, uh, for the first set last night. Uh, I think, you know, he only stays up late when he's playing a show, I guess. <laughs> it was his bedtime. Yes. Yeah, it, it was his bedtime. Uh, but Gra Graham was up there, you know, uh, no singing from him this time, of course. Um, but Mama, how, how did you feel getting into the venue yesterday for show number eight? I was, I, I was so excited to show up for show number eight. I felt like I was about to cross the finish line of a marathon. It was good. It was very good. I said, as somebody, I've been in charge during the day of nourishment and nature. Ryan's in charge of music. So by the time we get to the show, I'm like already, I'm off duty. I've done my, my uh, diligence for the day. So we're there. Yeah, and you're ready. Um, you know, yesterday I had the amazing opportunity to film a rig tour with Spuds um, and a nice a little, little fun video with Naveed getting a good look at the merch table. Shout out to Neil for that amazing idea. Um, both of those videos will be coming out soon. So get excited for those because uh, they're very fun. Um, and of course, there's a lot, kind of a bunch of things happened uh, last night. You know, we have Rick's new guitar being unveiled, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, you know, Neil, you know, obviously you had a better look at it uh, on the webcast than we did. But what was your first reaction seeing that? I mean, I don't know. It looks like a new guitar. Everybody's saying it's like a long duck, lang duck. Languadoc? Languadoc. Sure. I've never actually heard that pronounced. I've only written. <laughs> really? Um uh, Aren't you an avid listener of fish podcasts? Maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it just looks like a guitar. It looks somewhat like Trey's, right? It's got F holes. Seems to be at least a semi-hollow body. And yeah. uh, you were saying that it was a custom PRS. And I was like, I just guessed that it was a custom PRS. True. Like the headstock did not look like a PRS. Yeah. Turns out it is, uh, you know, a custom build, which you can actually find progress pictures on Instagram if you go and, and dig them up. And uh, the the luthier's name is escaping me right now, but seems like pretty awesome stuff that he builds. And that guitar sounded pretty good last night. Greg, it would be uh, sorry, it's a uh, Lewis de, de Lewis guitars. I, I don't want to mispronounce that, um, but yeah, he does also like he does uh, Languedoc clones and Jerry guitar clones and stuff. So he's he's experienced in this kind of jam band guitar arena. But yeah, he posted a 
a work in progress of uh, what we now know as Rick's guitar um, a few weeks ago. Um, apparently, we saw on Reddit, somebody got in touch with somebody who works for the company and they got a little more information. Um, apparently, Rick met with him uh, last year when they played at the Greek in LA, and it's kind of been a work in progress. Um, and, you know, apparently, he brought it, the guitar to soundcheck last night. Like, Rick wasn't expecting to play it right away, um, but he just loved the way it sounded. Um, and, I mean, I agree. It, it's got a little more bite to it. Um, it sounds like, you know, the sustain was really, really amazing last night. Uh, it sounded like it had more power to it. I don't know if you guys had that feeling as well. I felt like it sounded more fishy. I, I felt that way all night. I mean, even <clears throat> which we'll get to the encore. But I, yes. I don't say that every goose show I go to, but I heard a lot of just fishy vibes throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he gets like a lot of warble last night, like where, you know, he's kind of hitting multiple notes and it feeds back a little bit and you kind of get this like weird, slightly dissonant sound, which like I think Trey does a lot of, which is why I think it sounded fishy to folks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like a pretty cool instrument. Excited to see if he continues with it or because, you know, he's been using that same PRS hollow body two for a really, really, really long Over time. a decade, at least. Like, all the yeah. old Vesudo videos from 2012, 2013, that's the guitar he's got. Right, and, like, well, to just drop a guitar that you've played for, like, over a decade from a guitar that you just found at, like, Soundcheck, that's, like, pretty impressive, pretty cool. It, so. it is also, you know, it's not like he didn't walk into, like, Guitar Center and be like, I'm going to, you know, pick up this Strat and see how it sounds. Like, he oh, had it right. custom-made for himself. I, I mean, I'm sure everything about it was exactly what he wanted, but... yeah. Uh, it's just interesting that right away he went to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounded great. Well, let, let's dive into the show. Very interesting show in that there are zero footnotes on the set list last night. No teases, no unfinished, no covers, no nothing. Uh, it's just a set list uh, on a page, which is very cool to look at. You know, I, I don't know the last time outside of like a festival, maybe. Um, but this doesn't really happen. Uh, they, you know, they went out there and they, they just... They play a straightforward show. Uh, so they open up last night. Uh, we get Cali and Turbulence. First two songs easing in. I was a little bit surprised to see Turbulence pop up again so quickly uh, after it was played in Seattle. This one, I mean, it really seemed like Cali. They were getting into it. You know, the California Cali magic, uh, you know, expected play here. Um, but it really felt that in Turbulence, that was when the new guitar started going. Similar to how his new tone we kind of noticed for the first time, like really doing something during the Goosemas drive. It felt like during turbulence here, it was really early on in the show, but it felt like you could really hear that extra like bite to the guitar, that extra sustain, um, you know, just massive, massive peaks. Um, Mama, what did you think? I was just, I was just going to say, maybe I liked the show so much last night because it was straightforward and there weren't footnotes. Maybe that's <laughs> what it was. Maybe that's it. what it was. I loved it. I love the music, but I don't, I, I, I'm not picking out what you guys pick out. I just pick out the energy in the room. And I thought the energy last night was amazing from everybody. And I love that. I love the venue too. Felt like there were some, there were a bit less chomper. Uh, there were some less chompers last night than there were on night one. Uh, crowd seemed more engaged to my ears, at least. Uh, I B, think it's what, where what we think? were standing. Oh, I true. think it's where we were standing. Yeah, we were a little further up. Okay, good point. B, what did you think of uh, the first couple of songs last night? Um, I think it was uh, like these slow songs that kind of finish big seem to be the theme of the set. Uh, so, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I think what you're saying about like 
who you're standing next to makes a big deal. We definitely, there were a lot of people talking. So all the slow starts gave everybody a chance to try to talk louder than the band. I still don't understand why people do that. Um, lots of head turning, trying to figure out who's doing that for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I enjoyed those. I mean, it was a fun. I overlooked it on my fantasy. I just didn't think, I was thinking San Diego. You, you played the, you, you played the, the Neil move, you know? You're like, yeah. the, they're not going to play this really obvious song that's due and is also definitely going to get played. I went you can write like once about that. Um, You've but done it twice. You've done it twice. Sure. sure. So, I mean, these two songs were okay. Uh, getting back to the music, which is what we're here to talk about. Uh, yes. Yeah, California Magic Opener. Great. You know, they opened a lot of shows with it. Was expected here. At some point, you were getting it in California because it was long, long overdue. It was actually due way back in Eugene. Uh, if you kind of follow the the average gap of that song. And then more recently, it has had an even narrower gap. So you would expect it to be played more often. And, you know, here it was. And then Turbulence, two-show gap. Only two shows have elapsed since, or two shows have been played since the last time it was played. So, I mean, that was a surprise. Nobody saw Turbulence coming. No, and that, that, that's a three-show gap for uh, you guys following along at home. Who actually care the about show keeping, in which it was played. Yes. Keeping stats. No, last night counts. They played uh, it Seattle night two. They didn't play it in Eugene. They didn't play it San Francisco night one. And then they played it San Francisco night two. That's three. Wait, is this still happening? I thought that yes, was it is still happening. It is never what? settled. Oh my God. Uh, Can I just go it? It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does doesn't not matter, matter at all. Use it. Doesn't, uh, but it does. Well, I mean, the needs to have some integrity. Well, let, let's, talk about this <laughs> let's talk about this Elizabeth here. This is the first big yes. jam of the show. Um, really, like, awesome jam here um elizabeth is slowly but surely slowly but surely returning to jam vehicle status which is awesome uh you get a great yes thank you you got a great little chugly jam to start it off here uh as as is want to do nice clav work from peter of course um but the real highlight of this thing is that bliss jam uh on the second half you know you get that first peak um in that in that driving chugle and then they go off. Rick leads them into this beautiful soaring jam. You know, obviously we've got another one of those later on in the show. Um, but this this is the best Elizabeth in uh, a couple of years, I think. Um, so re really happy to to see this song getting stretched out again because I think that it it, it should be. You know, it, it is such a great jam vehicle, um, and so I, I was really happy to hear it get stretched out. B, what were your thoughts on this? I mean, I was ready to move, so I was like, yes, those peaks were awesome. Uh... I, everybody around us started really getting into it at that point. So there's, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think this is where I, if my notes are correct, which they could not be, this is where I started <laughs> feeling like uh, it was kind of, uh, sounded like get back on the train or something like that. That's you the chugle. What's that? That's the chugle, that, that the CCR, the kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, that, that kind of vamp. That's what I was, so that's what I was hearing. This, like, um, again, I don't do this every goose show, but I was just feeling fish last night. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It was in the air. It was in the air. Yeah. Mom, what about you? I love that. that was this, I said, I said, here's where, here's where my music knowledge really shines. I think I leaned over twice during that song and said to you, is this still Elizabeth? <laughs> yeah. And so you, you also, you've friends. been hearing, you know, B's been hearing the fishy vibes. You've been hearing P-Funk all tour. 
Yeah, all tour. All tour. As I kept saying, Ryan's like, no, that's, uh, what is it? A C? CCP. CCP. And I was like, okay, I'm learning. All I know is I'm just learning a lo whole lot of things that I'm ready when we land back in Toronto tomorrow to dump out of my head and return to regular life. <laughs> oh, you can dump it out of your head in 25 minutes when we finish this podcast. Okay, okay, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the end. Yeah. This Elizabeth is spectacular. This is like the, the indication that things were going to go well. I was really excited when they were playing this. I was like, all right, like, here we go. There's going to be some pretty special jamming tonight. It's been a long, long time since they've done Elizabeth this good, in my opinion. I think yeah. maybe you can go back one full year and change back to the tour opener. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty interesting. And then another interesting Tempe parallel, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but yeah, more than a year since they played one this good. And this one is better than the Tempe version. I think it's pretty spectacular. Um, not much else I can say about it without giving it like a super deep listen, but it had a pretty <laughs> awesome like Blissey segment that yeah. uh, I just can't wait to listen to again. It's so good. Yeah. It, was, we need, it was. We need the Borfs. We need. We them. do need the Borfs. We do need the Borfs. Uh, yeah. They'll be up. You know, I, I hear that Peter's going to get them up. You know, he's he's working hard on it. Uh, second, uh, first set continues. Uh, we get not alone. We get everything must go, and we get seekers to close out the set. Um, you know, happy to see not alone come back again. You know, Neil, you are a big fan of this song, as yeah. am I. Um, yeah. It has been kind of fallen off compared to the other two songs feel it now and lead up that have debuted at the cap this is only the third not alone i believe while the other songs both have five or six plays now i think um so happy to hear this one come back um just beautiful beautiful songwriting this is one if anyone didn't know uh this is one that rick wrote like a long long time ago and has just been keeping in his back pocket um and you know a couple months ago it was like hey let's play this now um so what what a beautiful song uh, everything must go just keeps getting better. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the massive sprawling type two version that is surely just around the corner. Um, we're getting there with it. Um, and it's kind of crazy to look at how far this song has come since it was debuted uh, last fall. So really cool to look at that. And then Seekers, um, you know, late first set Seekers, as we always say, it's the placement for it. I also had to go to the bathroom. So that was perfect. Um, and yeah, you know, it was who goes to the bathroom, who goes to the bathroom while yeah. there's live music, uh, somebody in the room with you right somebody now with a weak actually went to the bathroom <laughs> and I ran into them, uh, while going to the bathroom. Okay. Like in the lobby. It's <laughs> it was during Arrow, not Seekers. Seekers oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Seekers. That was Arrow. Anyway. I would leave during Seekers, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Seekers is kind of their song. Uh, we, we should maybe talk about that. Yes. Where does this rank on versions of Seekers all time? Is this like number I think two? This is like our seventh or eighth Seekers now. <laughs> that was like show 28, I think, or something for me. It's up there. It's up there. I mean, they're all the same, but I love them all. It's not yeah. a bathroom song. <laughs> Part two, but definitely. For those of you who don't know, we got engaged at a Goose show, and uh, Becca requested a couple of songs, and Peter asked if she wanted a couple of songs, and she said either Western Sun or Seekers. And at that point, in 21, June, it was hadn't been played that much, you know? Yeah, only a couple of times. But we love it. We love it. Very emotional. Love it. 
Lots of eye contact. That's the kind of stat and data that I'm interested in. Thanks for bringing that forward. I love that. Yep, of course. Best speakers of all time, Westville. Yes. That is the best speakers of all time. Nothing nothing (laughs) will ever top that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> there's like attendance bias, you know, recency bias, and then there's like I got engaged during the song bias. So like, yeah, yeah. I got engaged be because of the song bias. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, kind of great. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you guys have any thoughts uh, on the the not alone? Everything must go as well. I mean, uh, I thought those were beautiful. Again, those like slow starts that end big, and all of those are beautiful songs. I think my thoughts on the first set was that if I'm going to be picky, which is kind of like what we do here, uh, that it was a lot of slow songs that finished big. And like individually, I love them all. But I thought it was uh, strange set list construction to have all of them in one set. But again, I never walk away from a goose show like upset or feeling like I missed out on anything. It was a fucking, it was a great show. And I love the first set, but I don't know. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Mom, you got any other thoughts on this first well, I just It's sort of like when you say it's like the, the, even, I know this isn't a fish podcast, but I just have to bring it up that I always love those sets that are just the songy sets and everyone's like yeah. groaning and upset that they didn't jam things. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm the only person here who's so happy. Um, I, loved, I loved the first set last night. I thought it was upbeat. I thought everybody was happy in the building and that's like when everyone's happy around you. And having a good time, that's like good enough for me. Yes. Yeah. So 13 or 14 show gap, depending on who you ask for Not Alone, which is <laughs> like, you know, now it's like firmly entrenched in, in you know, Arise territory. I think, uh, Brendan, you were saying that last night yeah. or somebody was. Yeah. And <clears throat> which is makes me sad. But this does actually feel like the kind of song that once a Arabolo plays it, oh, oh boy, get ready. Oh. I mean... It's like like a dim lights or I mean well dim lights has never been played by Goose but like uh, what's another one right on the tip of my tongue uh, burns within right when when Arabella plays it has about a zillion times more the impact than when Goose does live for some reason there's just some magic sauce there right so yeah. really stoked about that I mean it's just such a great kind of somewhat heartbreaking song and I I love it so much yeah. uh, so glad that they brought that one back. Also very interesting that this is one that he's kept in his back pocket. I mean, how many songs does he have to pull out of his back pocket at this point? According you know, to the Haydn article, at least two. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it's amazing. So you think back to like Bingo Tour when This Old Sea comes out of nowhere, right? That was like Bingo Tour? Yeah, that, so yeah, yeah they yeah, busted out yeah. the sheep set for the first the time. Sheep set. Like and everybody's like, oh my God, like I can't believe he was sitting on this song the whole time. And it's true. The song's spectacular. And then here we are with another one. I mean, when it, your ocean was the same way, it wasn't played from like 2014 until Gooseness 2019. Right. I and mean, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And it's just crazy that there's just more that keep coming out. Um, so I guess we're lucky, right? That these things are happening. So very fortunately, wonderful song and nice that they played it again. It makes me worried, you know, that they, or it was making me worried that they did like a 10 show gap. I think they did a, two 10 show gaps and now a 13. Right, this is the third play. Yes, yes, this um, was the third play. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was the cap, and then a ten show gap, and then a fourteen show gap. Okay, so yeah, I mean, or nine. We'll see what happens 13. with the song? Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I think, I think it's a really good point about it being the new arise. I think it definitely, I could see it going down that path uh, where it's a very rarely played, but yet so so beautiful ballad. 
Um, and so we'll see what ends up happening with it. Um, yeah. So let's get into set break here. Um, you know, vibes were still high, went around, had some good socializing uh, that happened. Uh, I know, Mother, you wanted to give a, a bathroom report a little bit. Um, as we kind of get to the end of tour, uh, this may be a, a spring tour. Twenty. I feel bad. I feel badly because Neil. I, I really want to honor Neil too. It's like not nice. It's going to be. We only, have, we only have one more bathroom report left, and then I think we're going to sunset it at the end of this tour. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Okay, yeah, so, so that seems like reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Neil, keep it brief. But I just the whole tour. I the Elm was the bathroom of the tour. There was a window in it. It was spotless. Bodie. There was very few women. So there was like no line. The Warfield downstairs is not a place you want to go if you don't have to go. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. No bathroom attendant. Uh, no bathroom. The I, bathroom. There's oh. apparently upstairs. But okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. I didn't end up going to check uh, for the bathroom attendant upstairs. Uh, that's interesting uh, to know if there was one really. Um, all right. You, 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 B, do you have anything to add on the bathroom before we dive into set two here? Um, I feel like Neil's telling me no. <laughs> no, go for it. <laughs> See? You give up I, that like, energy. I'm not mad about it. I just, I feel like, you know, maybe the time it's, you know, the segment has run its course. But yeah. I actually do have something to add at the end of the bathroom segment here. Oh, I, I, um, a new it's sponsor. Running course. It's run its Charmin. course, but not before you add. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, Brendan, say your thing, and then then I will jump in before we move on. The the bathroom served their purpose. <laughs> Period. And end of story. Nothing. Fine nothing show. more to remark. Fair enough. <laughs> um, no. So it's just funny. So when Lisa was saying that the bathroom at the Elm in Bozeman was like super nice and the nicest one on the tour, it just reminded me of the Livingston bathroom for Pine Creek. Uh, Brenda, were you there? I can't remember. Did you go to Pine Creek? No, we missed. No, you did not. Okay, so the the men's bathroom at Pine Creek. Uh, this is like the last time we're gonna do this segment, so I just want to talk about. It. So, like the men's bathroom <laughs> is actually just like a piece of corrugated steel, just that you pee against, and then it just kind of runs off into the ground. That was it. That is that is the essence of the bathroom. That's awesome. So, so you get the kind of like a very interesting. Uh, how do we want to say this? Duality of Bozeman there, where you go just outside of Bozeman, your wrist like. <laughs> living the rustic cowboy life. I was going to say, as, as, nice. somebody, as somebody in marketing, I think you just retired. I think you just gave the grand finale. I just destroyed the, the segment forever. Yeah. 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 Great. I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't think we could possibly top that. Let's, let's dive into the set two here. Uh, shout out to Butter's wife. Uh, natural light. <laughs> in a can. Illuminati. Aluminum can. Aluminum can. Illuminati. Uh, that was the most mind-bending thing ever. Like when I was listening to it, I was like, "Is this poetry? What is he saying?" And then, like, <laughs> folks in group chat were like, "No, he's telling a joke." And I was like, "That doesn't sound like a joke that I've ever heard." And then somebody was <laughs> like, "Well, it's Trevor." <laughs> so, I had no idea what the heck was going on. I thought like there was something wrong with me. Um, like, like I just wasn't hearing it right. <laughs> but uh, it turns wife. out I, I was hearing it right. It was it's about Butter's wife. And uh, uh, aluminum can. Shout out to shout out to Butter's wife. Uh, it was her first show last night. Um, I do have it on good authority that no, it was not Trevor Reed's poetry. Um, it is just something that happened before the start of set two. I think we can disagree with that. I mean, that to me, that is poetry. That was deep. 
Uh, you know, it makes you think <laughs> from the heart. <laughs> definitely required heart. you to think. <laughs> oh, it definitely made you think. De- uh-huh. Definitely made you think. Uh, and then, and then they went into Thatch. Um, so then I stopped thinking about Butter's wife. Uh, and then I was thinking about Thatch um, because Thatch fucks. And this is the goat now. 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes. minutes of Thatch. We did Finally. It. We did it. about it on this podcast every single time they've played it. I think they've played it like 15 times at this point. Maybe it's Something less, like maybe that. like 10 or 11. Uh, and every 13. single day after show, 13 times. So that's 12 day after shows where we said, bring on the 20 minute Thatch. And here we are. And lo and behold, we're, we're talking about it. I mean, there should be like, you know, like a fanfare kind of effect. Yeah. Something like that. That's yeah. actually not a bad idea. Pretty stoked about um, it. I mean, this thing's killer. It's so good. It goes to a space really that Thatch. Oh, oh, oh. No, never mind. I thought that might be a, a good sound <laughs> effect. Like the... I was trying something here. It didn't work. Trying sound effects? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> We're uh, good. Is this pretty production? Yeah, well, this, is, this is great. This is really high quality production here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this thatch. Uh, this is straight funk. Uh, this is just like the, the groove they get into. Absolute amazing work by the entire rhythm section. Rick and Peter's interplay on clav and guitar. Like just unbelievable stuff uh happening in this jam uh, my mom can attest um and i mean she's posted videos of it but i was i was dancing very aggressively it's the only um, it's the only time that ryan actually gets air off the ground is, is i'm not athletic so i, I don't time i don't time he's not athletic i don't time the songs like you guys but i do know when it's got to a certain point where it's past the point you you guys are going to be happy because ryan has more air there's more air under his feet oh man i just like in my mind vickers has already cut out that that sound bite and it's just going to be everywhere on the internet in <laughs> I'm not athletic uh, amazing absolutely killer so you you were you were getting air on this thatch every thatch oh, yeah. that's good if I mean, there's a song you're getting air during it's that I mean, it's amazing. And it comes every, you know, fourth show. You can, you like, set your watch to it at this point. Um, it, was, and... it was every third for a while. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or every second. Or every second show. Yeah, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude. 20-minute thatch. We finally got it. We finally and got it. It was awesome. And it went to some pretty weird spaces. Like, it wasn't just, like, straight funk all the way through. There yeah. were definitely some segments in it that were, like, pretty, like, mind-bending. I don't know. I Maybe it was like I was just still kind of mentally recovering from whatever it was that Trevor had said yeah, before like it began. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it was pretty good. I, oh, it was man. incredible. I I felt like <clears throat> the crowd was ready for a dance party uh, after the first set. And uh, I had turned to Becca and this other person we had met, we were standing next to, and I'm like, we're getting a thatch. We're getting to feel it now. We're getting hunger sight. This is going to be like a four or five song set. Like, watch out and um i thought they they came out ready to go and who i love that song if it's two nights if you're getting two nights in a city you know at the same venue you're hearing thatch you're hearing thatch yeah it's like, like no the new hot tea like uh I'm okay used to, yeah, yeah i used to have this rule like where it was like if there's a two-show run in a city and one of those nights falls on like a weekend you're a guaranteed hot tea on that night that's pretty much where thatch is at at this point it is like the it's the party song. I'm taking yeah, notes yeah. on this one. Yep. Yeah, for, for fantasy. Well, the, the rules don't apply anymore. So don't. Uh, there it is. 
Uh, Mom, do you have any thoughts on Thatch here besides my airtime? I just will keep saying the same thing. As you know, I said, what did I say to you? Where did we hear 726? Where did we hear this? I don't, my brain doesn't, you know, it's not a database like you guys. It's, I really have to say, it's like, I loved what you said, be it just about You've got the people base. standing around you having the time of their lives. So it's, to me, that's the energy. So watching you happy, watching Ryan happy is like, that's why I'm at the shows. The joy factor is huge. And if I also get to watch other people really, really happy, like that's why they're there, I'm thrilled. And that seems to have happened every time they play Thatch. So then it's a great song. You know, I think now is a good time to say that I'm really grateful for the one minute of Ryan that we've been getting. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're great. Uh, they make me happy. When I when I see those, they're great. Now we have, like, a, an actual, like, clav tweet, like a, a physical form of yes. clav tweet. Yeah. That was, that was like, I didn't, you know, I don't <laughs> plan these things. I just have my camera on, and he, I don't know what he was doing. And I'm like, why are you standing like that and he's like i'm ready with my cloud tweet i was like oh well your, your group chat deserves to have this so i'm glad i was there to you know support it's, all of it's you. been utilized <laughs> it's yeah. been it's been utilized already uh well let's move on in the second set here we get feel it now and silver rising next kind of taking up the middle of the set feel it now has be like i mean talk about it every time it's played love this song so much and works so well mid-set too um you know it's not doing anything crazy but it's like 10 minutes of a good time. I was feeling it now. B, how are you feeling? I love this song. It's, uh, you know, you were mentioning that Rick has two more songs in his back pocket. I think that same article said that uh, Peter has like 10 songs he's working on at home. And this is a Peter song, right? For sure. For yeah. sure. So yeah. like, I'm just excited about this song makes me excited about all things Peter is sitting at home working on. If he's got 10 songs, let's go. You know, like uh, it's total dance yeah, fest. Everybody around up. us was grooving. It was, um, I mean, I love that. Do, 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 do. Like, I can't, I had that stuck in my head going into the show. Becca was getting annoyed at me. <laughs> There's just tons of fun. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I just want the bongo intro to happen like every time I walk into a room, like, like, you know, like the camera pans yeah, and like you just get the, or the conga. Yeah. I don't know if it's bongos or congas. I never actually paid attention to Jeff while he's doing it. They're but, all uh, bongos, Neil. They're all bongos. I mean, they are all bongos. That's a fact. Unless they're cellos. Uh, but yes, they are all bongos. But second set banger. What can you say? This is like SOS. You're getting the same thing every time. It doesn't matter. Well, actually, you're not necessarily with the song. Who knows where this is going to go? This has like jam potential but i love it that it's like forever in the second set slot because it belongs there and it's really really good yeah i think a lot of peter songs get shoved into the first set like pushed in like you know like elizabeth basically lives there and i don't know uh butterflies basically lives in the first set and yeah this is i mean he's got a second set banger it's great and you know it's also good that peter's got something to sing in the second set so that rick gets a break from singing for a bit and you know so, yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, it was great. And, and then I said Silver Rising, uh, also great, uh, you know, in the second set. It was interesting set list call here, I think. You know, I, I feel like we, we were looking for maybe another jam song after, uh, after Feel It Now. But, I mean, I'm never going to complain about Silver Rising. Um, I, I adore this song. Um, they didn't do the drum intro last night. Uh, they went back to the guitar 
Um, just something interesting to note for anybody keeping track at home. Um, but I mean, you know, Silver Rising, Mom, I know you love this song. I love this song. My favorite songs, though, are the ones, so everyone knows, my favorite songs are the ones that usually Rob and Ryan play at home. So then I know it with that same emotional attachment that you said it's emotional. Like it's, you know, it's like music is still feeling. So when something comes on that Ryan sang, not that, you know, Rick's not good singer or something, but um, not that I'm anywhere close to Rick, like by any stretch. For me, but for me, (laughs) for me, mother bias, exactly, mother bias. Who sings what harmony when you guys play that at home? Um, My dad doesn't know what the words are to the to the the vocal (laughs) round, so we're still working on that. I mean, you can just do like a da 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 in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that works. I think he sings. There's stuff that happens, Uh, but I, I usually sing the Rick parts. I was so cued in on those guys and how well they sing that song together. It's just like so, so beautiful. <laughs> Their voices all just complement each other so well. And that song just is a huge show off for them. Uh, I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, they do spend an amazing amount of time both practicing vocals and warming up for the show. So it's like no surprise. I'm yeah. sure like probably that, that segment of the, you know, vocal harmonies that they do. I'm sure they've spent hours and hours and hours on it. And, you know, the result. Yeah. So, and, and uh, you can tell. Yeah. Well, and, and feel it now. Also, the harmonies in that song between Rick and Peter are phenomenal. So good. So good. And it so sounded good. so good at the Warfield. It sounded, it's Anna, like you said, that it, it <clears> felt <throat> especially beautiful. I thought it sounded, everything sounded great last night. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then we get Arrow, uh, which is, yes, when I, that, that's, that's when I ran into Becca uh, in the lobby. Um, I had to go to the bathroom. Uh, I knew I had 10 minutes before the jam started. Um, ran into Corey out there as well. Uh, shout out to Corey. Um, Big friend of the pod. Huge friend of the pod. Huge friend of the pod. I think we discussed that, Neil, you were lame for not being there or something to do with you being lame. Sounds like something Corey would talk about. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, and how he should come to Peach Fest and – all sorts of various things. Um, but yeah, got back for the jam. Uh, nice, you know, like 45 seconds of Peter on guitar. Uh, it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful 45 seconds of guitar jamming. And then he switched to keys. Um, but, you know, great, great keyboard work for Peter again here. Um, and I mean, just, you know, solid arrow. Didn't, didn't do a ton outside the box, uh, in my opinion. Um, but it was, it was really good. B, what'd you think? Um, I think that's now the song I've seen most, like nine or ten times. Uh, I I always think oh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I want to re-listen to it. It didn't blow me away or anything like that, but I like the space that they found. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad. I don't go to the bathroom during shows, hopefully, but I I, I, I try not to. Neither do I. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate to, I always like initially have this feeling of like, oh, Arrow. But then by the end of it, I'm like, Arrow. Yeah, this was, that was a lot of fun. Great. Right. Like, get over myself for those first couple minutes. <laughs> Try to enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I think I told Becca at breakfast this morning, though. I, I think when the lyrics came out, that kind of potentially ruined it for me. Because now I really don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> now you really don't know what's That's going on. That's not what I've been singing. <laughs> just I have not changed anyway. <laughs> for what it's worth like I know the lyrics are out there I've not really read them I just kind of say my thing uh, Fio. Okay. yeah Fio. exactly 
Yeah, solid version. Um, and then the set ended, and it was like Wait, felt hold short. On. Hold up. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I thought I thought you Arrow. Know. I like I like this right. Arrow. This right. Arrow is good. This is a very good Arrow. I don't know which Arrow everybody else was hearing, but I enjoyed this Arrow. I also think this Arrow really put on display. Like I don't know what Rick did or which pickups he was on when he was playing this, but it sounded crisp. Like the the soloing in this Arrow was. Like I, I think the big knock against Arrow is that that it can be repetitive in this middle section in between when they finish the actual structure of the song and then they actually start a jam, right? I think that's that's what we all say and why we kind of uh, hold on one second. Um, I'll just put that up while I'm saying this. So, <laughs> um, you know, this this part, this middle section was really really interesting this time. Like I love the way that Rick's guitar sounded in this, and I actually listened to this twice already today because I liked it so much. So I think don't overlook this arrow. Go back and check it out. It, not all arrows are, are boring arrows just because some arrows are boring. So I don't know, check it out. It's, it, I think it's pretty good. Neil does not need encouragement on whether he's right or not. I'll say that. Uh, certainly not in chat. Because everybody everybody likes validation. <laughs> True. Uh, I like it more than most. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's the big theme of this podcast, just trying to invalidate each other while trying to validate ourselves. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's, that's always almost there in a nutshell. Um, so uh, then the set ends after this arrow, um, which it felt short to me. Uh, you know, it was a lot earlier than last night. Um, you know, last yeah. night, second set wrapped up around 10 to 12. Uh, last night, it wrapped up like before 1130, I think, um, which yeah. was interesting. So kind of looking at the clock, like, is this really it? Like, you know, they're just going to play a, an encore and then be done. Um, luckily, the encore was the jam of the night, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, they come out, they play Madhavan. Um, it, it's amazing because it's, it's Madhavan closing, you know, a, like an encore Madhavan closing out a run uh, at the Warfield. Like, they go to every end of the spectrum here. You get this, like, crazy space at the beginning, dissonance, like uh, synths, the haunted house organ, the whole deal. Um, lots of different layers from Peter. You know, he's doing feedback on his guitar while also playing keys and all sorts of stuff. And then they rise up out of the darkness into the glorious, glorious Harry Hood jam. Um, and I think we're blaming Trevor. Is it, was that the, is that what we were doing? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you go back there, there are three fish jam or goose jams that sound incredibly fishy. So you can go back to Tempe and the listen Elizabeth. to the yep. Elizabeth there. And very, this one's not as actually like in depth as the the other two, but there it's pretty close on the edge of Slaves of the Traffic Light. And then in 2022 in um, Nashville, they played Arcadia, very strong playing of Wolfman's Brother. Trevor's just playing it, like he is playing <laughs> Wolfman's Brother. It's unmistakable. Uh, yeah. So there's that Wolfman's Jam in that one, and then of course this one, where I mean it's just very very much Harry Hood. And this one's the best one yet. If you're, I mean, hey, in listen, terms of if you're gonna play a fish jam, <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna play a fish jam, like play Harry Hood, like why not? Holy shit, yeah. it's so good. Um, but yeah, all in all three instances, to me, to my ear, it's Trevor instigating it with a, a baseline of some kind that like approximates what they're playing in the actual song, and then he just outright plays the riff. Uh, like <laughs> like last night, like he outright played. Like Harry Hood, yeah, like maybe do, a good do, three minutes do, into the jam. Do, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, 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 totally played it. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Mom, what did you think of this Madhavan, uh, the clothes? I, I thought, going back to Arrow to this, you've got a lot more air in this song. So I know that it was long. I knew that it was amazing. I thought the, it's again, it's like, just keep repeating myself. Everyone's happy around and having a really good time. And it was, uh, it was fun. Dancing. I was pretty happy. I knew it was like moments away from me completing eight shows and still feeling good. So I was really yes. proud of myself in that. So not to take away from the music aspect, but that's, uh, it was great. It was fun. Amazing. I loved Amazing. where we were. Amazing. Amazing. And that brings us to the, uh, B, what did you think of this monologue? Um, I thought going into it, I thought we were going to get like a two song encore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that show did end 30 minutes earlier than the previous night, which is weird from a Thursday to a Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't... They but wanted to get to San Diego. they had to get to San Diego. Right? Yeah, they had to get Long to San Diego. Um, but no, I mean, the Bonavon was awesome. I snuck a peek at Ryan during this, and uh, I was expecting him to be, like, screaming, always almost there, and he was yawning. I think the eight shows were catching up with him. But I did. I was... I, I was... Yeah, I was yeah, running out of steam a little bit going into Monavon, but the jam re-energized me. The jam you were you were you were getting up there. Yeah. I asked him if he was okay. I was like, "You're yawning. Are you okay? Like, what's the true. deal?" Yeah, I didn't I was think like, yeah, I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it was awesome. You were talking, Ryan. You were saying something about Peter doing Peter and Rick's like sort of interplay and the feedback. I, th I think there was this point where Rick and Peter were both doing it at the same time, like playing with their feedback loops and just yeah. this, this crazy distorted sound. Like, and then, um, I mean, I'm basically singing hood, you know, <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> Oh, I was in my mind. I'm, I'm singing it. And then right when they get to the, the peak of that, you know, uh, the peak hood, they just rip into this huge, like rock and roll thing. Rick did. I was back into Monavon. It was it yeah, was so cool because Monavon. sometimes they'll like peak the jam and then bring it down again and then pivot back into Monavon, or like you know peak the jam and then kind of start you know go into Monavon but start mellow. Rick gave like a, a you know the look you know to to go back into the song at the apex of the peak, and so the peak just ended up you know they're building into this hood. Um, and there's peak after peak after peak, and then suddenly they're building into it again, and then it's just surprise, Madhavan, we're back, um, yeah. and they just rip. Crazy. It was that amazing. was tons of fun. And then they walked um, off I, the stage. <laughs> I am definitely uh, more tired now than I am after five straight at the cap. Um, five straight at the cap was much easier because there was no travel in between. And, and because – and because his mother didn't make him get up early to go well, for, yeah, like, yeah. hikes into the farmer's market and ah. breakfast. Yeah. This is amazing. Like like, actually, I'm impressed by what you all do when you're on tour. Like, you know what I do Thank on you. tour? Like, I eat lunch and take a nap. And, like, that's it. That's <laughs> we all like, naps in, too. Uh, I feel like I never have energy for much more than that. Um, like, when Ryan and I were in Philly, I think... I basically just recorded the pot and took a nap. I think that was we like take a lot of we take a lot of mushrooms and supplements every. No, just morning. to clarify, not not like psychedelic <laughs> mushrooms. That's not functional. Like we're talking about functional Versio mushrooms, actually. Yes, exactly. Yes. Kev, Kevin turned me on to these things. The oh yes, liquid IVs. These are game changers. Magic stuff. There we go. When you're on tour, Absolutely tour. Magic. We love it. Well, we've got one show left of tour. Uh, it's tonight in San Diego. They're outside. 
Um, I'm, I'm very jealous of all those going to see Goose at a gorgeous outdoor arena in sunny Southern California. Um, it's going to be a good one. Hopefully I can stay awake for the whole show tonight. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I've got an early flight tomorrow. Um, but tomorrow on the pod, uh, it will be Neil and some amazing guests. I will be in flight uh, at this time. So, you know, he's in charge of whether the bathroom saying that happens tomorrow or not. Oh, this really see. was the last one. And show we'll gaps. <laughs> and, and show gaps, exactly. Neil can spread all sorts of misinformation uh, about show gaps and uh, stats and things. like. How do you rationalize tomorrow? that? There's two shows in between. That we're playing. Don't like. Oh man! Like if one, we go down two, this road, three. yeah. Oh, oh. We, one, two, we've done this many yeah. before. So, so, Brendan, you're thinking about it logically. Um, <laughs> so, in order to understand the way that he's talking about it, you have to throw logic out the window. And you guys have to come for family dinner. You should really okay. come yeah, over for we'll just, family dinner. When Goose plays in Toronto, everyone's coming over. That's just happening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someday, the, we can meet your sister, in, who's a huge Goose fan. Yeah, exactly. No, they played in Antarctica and Japan and everywhere else before they play in Toronto. So, so the only way it's happening is if you're the promoter. So, you know, you just got to work on your chops as like a concert promoter, and then, you know, you can work out having them come down to Toronto. It'll be great. Yeah, there we go. I like the way you say Toronto. Uh, That's not how you can tell Neil's not from Toronto because he says Toronto. Because I pronounce the T's. I'm from Connecticut. I enunciate everything. How do you say? How do you say Toronto? Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, as if there's no second team. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> yeah, basically. No. Uh, like yeah. Bar. All right. Well, we're, we're going way off into nowhere right now. Uh, that brings us to the end uh, of this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching today. Thank you, B and Mother, for being on. Uh, great to have you guys, of course. Uh, see you soon. I mean, I'll, I'll see you in like a minute. But uh, we will be back, and by we, I mean Neil, uh, tomorrow to recap San Diego, the last show of the tour official. Of course, there are two more in New Orleans uh, coming up at the Days Between Festival, which we will be recapping later this week or next week. What day? It's Saturday. Next week, we will be recapping those shows, um, so stay tuned for those. But tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 Pacific, join us live to recap San Diego as Goose goes outside once again. As always, share your favorite moments of last night's show or anything you're talking about, thoughts on Rick's new guitar, anything like that. Tag us on social media at AAT Goose Pod. Have yourselves a fantastic day, and we will see you next Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born 
to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.